Sky Blue well, you fans just can't stop this young man. For the fans, by the fans. And it's down to great finish. Yeah, good evening. Welcome to Sky Blue Fans TV. I'm Miles Cadden. Yes, I'm in the chair tonight. Oh, my word. Have we had a busy week on this channel? Not only did Claudia and Ken do a fantastic interview with Gary Thompson on Sunday, but we had a fantastic show on Monday as well, hosted by Ken. And uh, Claudio joined in and all of us tried to join in. It was a fantastic evening had by all. And... Not only that, we're through to the next round of the FA Cup. We're two games away from Wembley. Oh, could we could could we be dreaming of going to Wembley three times this season? Who knows? You just never know what might happen. Now, listen, we've got a packed out show coming up for you tonight. We have got Spot the Ball. I've got a new competition. Guess the ground tonight. So I've got two grounds for you to guess. These two are really, really easy, so you can have a little go at it, and uh, I'm sure you'll get them right. We've also got Guess the Gate as well for Sunday, and we've got the winner of Guess the Gate from Tuesday night coming up. Um, now, before we carry on with the show, just a couple of things first. Uh, the first one is the um, George and John statue. Uh, don't forget, you can raise uh, some money, put £5 in, as little as £5 if you want. If you go on our YouTube channel, you'll see the link in the description. You can click on that or you can send to the account details on the screen now to Sky Blues in the community. They are currently at £20,596 and that is 538 donations. So absolutely fantastic achievement so far. Uh, they are 67000 away. So come on, I know we can do it. I know we can get there. I know we can get to the magic number and let's get that George and John statue up outside uh, the CBS arena. So let's get our show on the go tonight. We've got a few guests lined up. We've got a guest coming all the way from the other side of the world joining us as well tonight. So we'll get him on very, very soon. Uh, he is in the wings. I can see him down on my screen now and we'll get him on, on the show. And uh, we'll hear all about it, what it's like being a sky blue down under. Now, let's first of all, let's get Ken Stewart. Good evening, Ken Stewart. Good evening, Miles. How are we? All right. All good. Yeah, all yep. good. Getting over me cold. I'm finally getting over I've dosed up all week. I'm, I'm getting over it, yeah. yeah. All good, all good, mate. We're in the next round of the cup. That's what matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And we've got Claudio coming on. Good evening, Claudio. The marvel that he is interviewed Gary Thompson. How was that, mate? How was that interviewing a legend like Gary oh. Thompson? And you've done your hair. I've sorted my hair out. I've sorted my hair out. <laughs> I was ashamed to, have a, ashamed to have a haircut. What was it like interviewing Gary Thompson? Come on, tell us. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, and he and he makes I mean, it so easy, doesn't he? You know, once you start chatting away, and he just. He just keeps going, and he, and he makes you feel comfortable. It's like having a, a chat in the pub with a mate. The pub with a mate. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. brilliant. He, he was absolutely fantastic. If you haven't watched it, you can go and watch it again back on our YouTube channel, or if you head over to, uh, you can head over to um, Spotify and listen to it on there if you want to and listen to it while you're driving around. 
And we've got another guest coming on. He's been on before. Uh, he's one of our partners here, Paul Hughes uh, Training. Uh, he is going to be here in just a second. But first of all, I want to introduce Jimmy Jimmy Somerville. How are you, Jimmy? <laughs> Thank you very much, Miles. Thank you yes. very much. Hiya, Paul. You all right? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, yeah. If you can tell me why, as they say. Yeah. What was your favourite hit in the 80s, mate? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good singer. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, but, uh, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still absolutely, uh, you know, on cloud nine after finally dispatching Wednesday. Brilliant. Yeah. Definitely got got them out of the way, got them under the carpet, brushed away. That's it, done, yep. all done. Now, listen, we've got a new guest on tonight. I'm um, I'm so chuffed. Like, I think it's about six o'clock in the morning where he lives. So, fair play to him for coming on this evening. Please give him a nice, warm welcome on his debut, all the way from the other side of the world. Mark Murphy. Good evening, Mark. Good morning, Mark. Good day, mate. <laughs> Good day, fellas. Nice to be in touch with you. Thank you for having me on. All right, it's, a great, it's a great honour. No worries. How, how are you? What, what's it like over there then? Is it at seven o'clock in the morning, is it? It's six, 6.37 oh, wow. in the morning. 6.37. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, thank, thank you for um, thank you for coming on. Absolutely brilliant. No, no, thank you pleasure. so much. My pleasure. And we'll, we'll talk to you first. Um, tell us how you got into the Sky Blues and what, why did you move to Australia? Good. Ah, lots of good questions. Um, I was born in Dublin in Ireland, obviously. Uh, my parents moved to Coventry when I was one. Uh, my old man was always a football fan, being Irish, loved George Best, loved Man United. So one day he took me to Highfield Road. I think I was about seven or eight. I think uh, Claudio told a story, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about the first time you, you go to a football game, you walk up the street and smell the hot dogs and you go through the turnstiles and you walk up the steps of the spine cop and you see the green the green green grass of highfield road and then the sky blue shirts come out it was that was it it was it was coventry city all the way for me from then from eight years old and i've and i've been a tragic you know anybody know anybody knows me i'm a, a tragic coventry fan for the last 50 years yeah, so I went to uh, Cardinal Wiseman Boys School, played football there. Uh, went to Henley College, trained to be a chef. Worked in Leamington Spa, but always followed the Sky Blues home and away as much as I could. Got married, lived in rugby for a while, still followed the Sky Blues, and then eventually decided to emigrate to Australia with a three-month-old baby. And never looked, never looked back. That was in 1991. So 33 years I've been in Melbourne, and yeah, it's, it's a great city good lifestyle, good weather. The only thing is, there's no sky blues on the weekend, which is, uh, which is the only down, the only downside really. Yeah. Mm. Interested. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, but it could be expensive being a sky blues fan. Cause I've been back four or five times the last couple of years. Yeah. I was at the, I was at the playoff final. Yeah. I took I took a week off, I took a week off work, flew in, flew out, went back for the playoff final against Exeter, went back to the Checker Trade Trophy. I was at Wembley in '87, and every time I've been back home, it's always been on the on the uh, 
the Coventry at home or away that I could get to a couple of games. So we never had summer holidays because there was no football on. So yeah, do you get do you get to see many games on the TV out there? We have uh, Paramount, which streams the FA Cup games, and we have yeah. B in Sports. So yeah, so Coventry have been on since we've been back in the Championship quite a bit on B in Sports, and we're on um, Sunday night, eleven o'clock, the live against Millwall. Yeah. So they yeah, another good game. Yeah. So hopefully the game against Maid Maidstone will be will be live on the Monday on the Tuesday morning here. Yeah, we're we're down to ITV. It's going to be on ITV over here, and then we're yeah. we're we're on Sky for the West Brom game on the Friday as well. That's live yeah. as well. So, certainly beats the old yeah the old days in the nineties, getting up and ringing Team Talk to find out the results of yeah of how, and always the dreaded Coventry nil was always the dreaded the dreaded <laughs> words you didn't want to hear. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Thanks to guys, you know, you guys and streaming. Uh, TV supporting Coventry has been a lot easier over the last couple of years. Been a lot, a lot yeah. easier. Yeah, technology is improving all the time. Talking about technology, I think we've got Miles who's back now. <laughs> technology improving all the time. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just connected on hotspot on my mobile phone because I seem to have a better signal on. <laughs> oh my word! Sorry about that, Mark. I, I missed. All of that. I'm really, really sorry, mate. But um, listen, I mean, you know, sport, sporting the Sky Blues all the way out there. Did did you manage to watch the game on um, Tuesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday? No, so they played out of the team. Out of the team in Birmingham was on, so I don't want to mention the name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were on the Sheffield Wednesday game was on live. Um, the away game was on live. Um, and hopefully the Maidstone game will be on live on Paramount. We have Paramount over here and B in sports, so we can probably watch it on Paramount, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's on over here on ITV4, so if it's on ITV, do, do you get the equivalent over there then with, say, B in sport or whatever, ESPN or whatever it is? Paramount, Paramount TV has the FA Cup games over here, so hopefully, because it's a stand, I think it's a standalone game, so hopefully it'll be on TV. So it'll be Tuesday morning, uh, my time. Yeah. And, and what about this weekend? Will you get to see the Millwall game? Yeah, that's on being sports live, 11 o'clock Sunday night. Oh, brilliant. So, so that, that's good yeah, news. Yeah. So we will last to say before, yeah, since we've back, been back in the championship, we've been on TV quite a bit in being sports, you know, six or yeah. seven times a year, which is good. It's great to watch. Yeah. Well, we've got our fixtures. I've got some fixtures coming up on the screen a little bit later on to uh, have a little talk about um, the uh, TV fixtures that we've got coming up. Mark White's got a question for you. Uh, yes. Have you met many fellow Coventry City fans in Australia while you're living out there? Well, I, my friends will tell you I usually don't go out unless I've got something Coventry City on, a shirt or a, or a T-shirt. Um, yeah, I've met quite a few Coventry fans. And you always get a comment. Oh, I don't mind the sky blues. The sky blues are all right. So walking through a shopping centre with your shirt on, you always bump into some expat who knows someone from Coventry. So it's not it's not unusual to to meet an ex um, sky blue fan. Brilliant stuff. Now, listen, we're going to talk about Sheffield Wednesday now. Uh, the game. Um, we'll come to you, Paul, first. Mm. Um, 
what did you what did you make to the first half? We'll talk about first half first. Uh we got a really early goal. Uh the script mm. you couldn't have written the script really, oh, yeah. Casey Palmer. Um I mean, what did you make to the first half? Well, I, I thought we started really, really well. There seemed to be a bite and a passion. Um in our tackling, we closed them down, we pressed them, and they they didn't like it. I do like I do like Palmer through the middle. I've got to say, I think he's um, he he, he seems he, he's obviously fitter this part of the season, and that physicality and that drive came through. And I thought it, I thought he finished his goal brilliantly. Um, we we did we did let them back in into it a bit. As I was saying earlier, I. Um, it, their goal had a bit of fortune about it, didn't it? I mean, Eccles did lay it off for him, so uh, accidentally, I know, but um, it was, uh, yeah. But they they had a couple of good chances. I thought Wednesday was still in it. I, I, I thought it was still touch and go, but I, I did think Eccles also showed more energy in midfield as well. I don't, I don't know whether in, um, Eccles needs a rest every so often because he does seem to put in a good few good performances then sort of uh, dies off a bit but uh, and then seems to come back but I, I, I was I was really happy with the um, with the lineup and I thought uh, the first half we um, we competed well uh, we could have as I say we we could have gone into one up couldn't we or even three one up if uh, if we'd taken chances it seems to be the story of the season at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I mean, had you right, had one where it just went wide of the post. Uh, could have had a penalty shout where Eccles got pulled down, his shirt was being pulled. Oh, hey, it one just went wide. So, yeah, it could have been a completely different story going in at half time. I mean, Ken, you you were the other side of the ground to me. Yeah. Um, how did it look from that side? Did it look um, pretty good? It looked pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's important we got that. That as I said in the previous. Uh, get that early goal, we can blow them away, and I thought we did. Disappointing to concede the the goal we did, but uh, I thought we we were always in control of that game. I'd, I was quite confident from the from the moment we scored that first goal, even though they equalised. I thought we were still going on. I was very confident we'd win that game um, with the players we had, had out there. Uh, you know, with with Armour, with O'Hare, Dakamoto. I don't think they could cope with us in the end, and we could have had a few more, couldn't we? At the end of the day. But uh, we have to yeah. settle for four. And and Mark, I mean, you, you obviously seen the game. Um, I mean, did did you think? Um, I mean, we we couldn't have done anything about the equaliser with the deflections off the defenders, could we? Really, at the end of the day? No, it, it, I saw the highlights. I only saw the highlights. Wasn't on live here. Um, yeah. Thankfully, people put it on Twitter. I thought the shift for Wednesday was very sloppy. Just defending was a bit sloppy, but. From the goal, second half, we looked really good. Casey's goal was good. Hedges' goal was good. And Callum, as always, you know, does what he does. So, on that point, I thought we looked quite good in the past. And I saw, I was in contact with two friends on WhatsApp during the game. They were giving me a, sort of like a ball-by-ball commentary of what was happening. And they were, they were very impressed. They don't go all the time. But they were very impressed with the way we played. They said it was very, very impressive Wednesday night. Yeah. Or Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. I also thought De Silva had one of his best games. I mean, his, yeah. cro- his cross was sublime. I thought for um, Hadji's header, it was. Uh, I thought he had a, a a real a real good game. Um, yeah, I was very impressed with De Silva. To be fair, mm. Mm. 
Claudio. Claudio, your view on the first half? Um, well, it started fantastically. Um, I, I caught the goal because I was just about got into the ground and got up the stairs, turned around, and Casey stuck it in the net. Um, obviously, there's people, I think they took about 20 minutes, half an hour after the kickoff to get into the ground, which is a bit of a shambles. Um, we, um, to be honest, the first half we had enough chances to be 4 1 up. Um, and all that happened was in the second half we took the chances, mm. you know. But I, mean, I think I said this last week, you know, they're second bottom for a reason, they're rubbish, they are rubbish. So, and they they put mm. changed the put about six youngsters in the team, didn't they? Mm. And we were just way too strong. Mm. And it's the exact approach we need in the next round, to be honest. Yeah, um, no messing yeah. about, get it done and dusted. Yeah. Half you know, half time, we can all go to the pub then. <laughs> I can't take another, I can't take another Wrexham. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just no, think because the no. thing is, he made supposedly six changes. We did, but three of those could play anyway. So yeah, yeah and we are, we have got a decent squad. So you know, I was more than pleased. Yeah, you know, it's going to come. Yeah. It was going to come. Those goals in the second half. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the second half in just a moment. Now, listen, we've got Spot the Ball tonight. Uh, are you all ready for this one? Okay, this is really good, this one. Good luck. I'd be surprised. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck, with this. good luck with this one. Are you ready? Right, here we go. Spot the ball. Give us a guess. I was going to... Miles, I was going to joke to say, is it on the pitch? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players. It could be on the pitch. Yeah, it could be on the pitch. Paul, there are some numbers on the pitch. It could be on the pitch. Yeah, it could be so, on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Claudio, we'll come to you first. Um, I'll go for nine. Number nine. Okay. Uh, Kent. You, Ken? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for number... Uh, I'm going to go for number 11. Number 11. Okay, dope. Paul? Uh, I'm going to go for a cheeky 17. Oh. Okay. Paul? Where, where are you going? 17, he said. Yeah, 17. 17. 17, sorry. Uh, okay. And Mark. Oh, I haven't done spot the ball since the pools man used to come around on a Thursday night. <laughs> uh, 14, I think, Miles, please. 14, okay. So if you can all guesses in, I can see there's loads of guesses coming through at the moment. Absolutely going mad here. So uh, get your guesses in, have a little go and spot the ball. Um, <laughs> this, yeah, this is good, Ken. Well done. I like this one. Very, very good. Uh, right, so we got we got Phil Coleman in, in the background. He's uh, is our Millwall uh, our Millwall pundit tonight, and he's an ex-player of Millwall as well. So he will be on very, very shortly. We'll get him on and have a little chat with him about Millwall. We're just going to have a quick chat about the second half. Um, on Tuesday, um, we'll come to you first, 
Claudio's second half. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Hadji's goal because <clears throat> Hadji was playing out left. And yep. when he got his goal, he was going down the middle, which you've always spoke about, Claudio. Down the middle with Hadji right, and he'll score a goal. They put yep. him down the middle in the second half, well, part of the second half, and he scored a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you had it spot on, didn't you? Well, and what was weird is that uh, Mark Robbins said afterwards, uh, that's what Hadji Wright's all about, getting crosses in the box and him scoring goals. I'm thinking, well, why haven't you played him down the middle then? Why have we put up with Matty Godwin, whatever? Just play the right man down the middle. You've paid nine million quid for him, play him where he should be playing. Yeah, I know, I know he's probably been compensating because we had nobody on the left-hand side, but I think... If, that, if that's his strength, play him to his strengths. And if it's down the middle, play him down the middle. Because I, I just think that's, you know, the best place for him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did okay on the left-hand yeah. side. Yes. When he played. Um, I mean, we've got Casey. Can it's do just the left not his position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not his position, is it? It's not his position, Paul. I mean... When he came, when he put him down the middle, he was a lot more threatening, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the I don't know how many times this season I've you've you probably the same is it's just sat there going cross the ball, cross the ball, you know. And that time it came out to De Silva, he he, he crossed the ball straight away, straight into Hadji's head. It was uh, you know it was decisive. Um, well, it it was. I, I thought we would sort of uh, you know it was. It was direct football, and if you've got a big, it, it's like playing Gary Thompson out on the left, isn't it? I mean, you know, you've, you've got a yeah. you've got a, a large physical centre forward. As Claudio says, play him down the middle. And, and Mark, um, yes, talk about Callum O'Hare's goals. Hare's goals. I mean, they're just unbelievable, aren't they? Well, yeah, he's come back from the injury to play the way he's playing. Yeah. Um, uh, he's added the finishing to his game that he was probably the only part of his game that he was lacking previously. Some of the goals has just been sublime. He's, he looks confident in front of goal as you know, opposed to when he was playing before. Uh, he's he looks really good. It's a, it's a shame that we might lose him because he's an absolute talent. Um, thing with Callum is where would he go and where would he fit in somewhere else? That's what really, really, you know, makes me think about who would who would who would he fit better than us? I don't, I can't see anybody. I think Coventry and Callum go together quite well, quite well. Yeah, I mean, Ken, I can see what's happened with with O'Hare saying if we go up, I'll sign. If we don't go up, I'm going. Well, yeah, because. Um... At the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, he's he's he's, do, he's doing what he he's looking after himself, I suppose, isn't he? He's he, he's the ball's in clearly in his court. Um, he hasn't decided what to do. So I think if we go up, he will go up with us. If we don't go up, we might find him moving on to pass you. But let's make the most of it while he's here, shall we? And uh, hopefully we can uh, get a few more goals from him and uh, progress from from last year. And hopefully. You never know, you know, we, we might go up. We've got a great chance. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Now, listen, we've got a couple of comments coming in before we get our uh, before we get Phil Coleman in. Uh, our ex Millwall player is talking to us about Millwall tonight. Uh, Cads come in, says blew them away in eleven minutes. Robbins changed uh, the team uh, for one job done. Yeah, absolutely, job done. Um, what's this one, David Graham? Uh, me personally would keep the same team on tu- uh, on Tuesday other than Bobby coming in uh, for Joel. Yeah, you could do that uh, for Sunday. That's against Millwall, obviously. Uh, Ken Otomo, uh, never seen so many people with uh, with hand up. They can't <laughs> about spot the ball. to the toilet at the same time. <laughs> about spot the ball, isn't he? Yeah, he's on about spot the ball. Uh, Mark Harrington says he was going for number nine. But Claudio beat me to it, so you've gone 22. <laughs> Blimey, everyone, everyone's beating you to it. Here's spot the ball again. Here we go, here we go. Let's get it on. There you are. Let's spot the ball. Have another guess. We'll ask, we'll ask Phil in a minute to have, have a go as well. We'll, we'll get him to uh, have a little guess as well, see what, um, see what he thinks. So he's in the background. He is watching the show. He can hear us. And we'll get his guess in just a moment when he comes on. So later on, guess the ground, and a couple of other subjects to talk about. So um, get ready for that. Okay, we'll take a quick ad break then, and then Claudio's going to uh, do the interview with Phil Coleman because I'm having definitely having internet issues. I'm, I'm hardly hearing everything, so I'll get Claudio to do the the uh, next part. I'll come on again after. I'm going to try and do a few little. Is uh, a little ad break, and we'll see you very very soon. Won't be long. Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans. Welcome back to uh, Sky Blue Fans TV. I've got uh, Ken with me, Mark all the way from uh, Australia, and Paul all the way from where are you tonight, Paul? You're not in a dodgy I'm, hotel room, I'm, are you? I'm at, home, I'm at home today. I'm in Cheshire. And we're going to uh, welcome in Phil from Millwall. Let's get Phil on the stage. Good evening, Phil. How are you? Hi. Yeah, fine. Thanks, Claudio. Well? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, now, we'll uh, talk about you before we go on about uh, Millwall's current situation. Um, you are, of course, an ex-Millwall player. And I believe you started uh, sort of mid-70s. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I was born and bred in South East London and was a fan on the terraces from about the age of 13. Um, and I came up through the school's programme, playing for the districts and the county. Um, I got picked up at Millwall when I was 15, signed schoolboy. Um, when I left school, I signed as an apprentice. Um, um, we had a fantastic youth set up at the time. We won the FA Youth Cup in 1979. Um, 
beat just about everybody in the country, Everton, Man City, Forest. Um, and then all 14 of us schoolboys went into the apprenticeship programme, signed pro, and we all played in the first team. So I don't think that's ever been done before or probably won't happen again. Um, and then after about uh, two or three years as a pro, they sold most of us youth team players off. I was sold to Colchester, uh, where I'm still living, um, in 1981. Um, played for Wrexham, Exeter, Aldershot. And then I went back to Millwall in 86 for two seasons when uh, we won the what is now the championship and went into Division 1. Um, had the pleasure of playing beside my brother in the same team in, in that uh, division. Um, and along some abs- alongside some absolute legends, Teddy Sheringham, Tony Cascarino, um, Kevin O'Callaghan was was a, a schoolmate of mine who I ended up playing back with. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And um, I retired. I went to Finland and then had another second spell with Coltish United. And then I packed up and um, became a PE teacher for me since for the last 33 years. So you, you made your debut in 1978. Is that right against West Ham? Yeah, May 79. Yep, we beat West Ham 2-1. And um, if you're a Millwall fan and a Millwall player, it don't get much better than beating West Ham on your debut. <laughs> and uh, a packed house at the Den, hostile atmosphere as ever against West Ham. And uh, I'm playing at centre back beside the club legend Barry Kitchener, who's got a name, a stand yeah. named after him. Played about five or six hundred games for the club. So, yeah, if you're going to make a debut, you play next to the club legend, and uh, you'll beat West Ham. I looked at some of the uh, the players on that West Ham team: uh, Bobby Ferguson in gold, Brush, Taylor, Bonds, Lampard, Brookin, Kirbishley, Devonshire. Holland, Cross and Pop Robson. They had a, they had a strong time. I mean, we Great. played them a couple of years later in the League Cup semi-final because they were obviously Division 2 then. They were very much a strong side, weren't they, for, uh, well, the old Division 2. Um, that must have been a, a good old battle to play. And yeah. Very, the result as well. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was, um, we had a crazy, I had a crazy uh, 10 days. Um I played in the first leg of the FA Youth Cup away to Man City. Came back and two days later, the manager says, you're playing your debut against West Ham. And, and then you looked at that team and you think, right, OK. So Barry Kitchener played next to me, took David Cross. And I had one job to do all night. The manager made it really easy. Mark Pop Robson. And if he goes to the toilet, follow him into the toilet because he might escape out the window. Don't <laughs> let him go anywhere. You know, so it was one of those. Uh, and we won 2-1 and... I played alongside uh, some great players, Phil Walker, uh, John Seisman. Um, I've got a claim to fame that I give Trevor Brookin a nudge and he went over the wall next to the dugouts. Um, so, you know, it's the only time I got near him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're some fantastic players. But if you're ever going to make your debut, it's at home to West Ham and you're beating 2 1. But uh, unfortunately, that season, that kept us in the league. We then um, went to, uh, uh, we, we played um, Wrexham. Uh, a couple of days later and, and lost uh, and drew 2-2 and that we lost our place in uh, what is now the championship so yeah. um it was it's bit the sweet because a few days we won the FA Youth Cup in front of about 10,000 and then the final game of the season was 2,000 because we had already been relegated it was we beat West Ham we stayed in the league we drew to Wrexham we went out the league and then Preston was the last game but to have 10,000 in the FA Youth Cup final at the day against Man City and then 2,000 literally the next day against Preston it was that crazy 10 days, but uh, I loved it because I, I played four games in all that time and um, it was a bit bittersweet, but I, I had those four games, FA Youth Cup, home and away, West Ham and, and uh, Wrexham. So moving forward quite a few years, looking at the current uh, setup at Millwall, do you think things have improved with the new manager? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, when you say things have improved, I mean the pitch has improved. Million pounds spent on a on a, a Deso pitch. Uh, that's amazing. The crowds, the average attendances are up. They've had four or five uh, sellouts this year, um, despite having uh, the, the bottom tier empty for quite a few of the uh, bigger games. Um, and then Gary Rowett started the season, and uh, I felt a bit sorry for Gary because I, I, I got what he was doing. He was building slowly. Every every summer, he brought in better players, let a few players go, kept us in the league for, for, for four seasons. Uh, just missed out on the playoffs last year. Um but there was a style of play with Gary. It was very, very tight at the back, very organised. Um, a, a, a bit like if we score one, we win one nil. Um, and for quite a few fans, probably a thousand or two, they made it very clear that they didn't like it. They were bored. It was a boring style of football. So I think Gary, I haven't spoke to him. I haven't, I've heard what he said on the TV. But I think he left because he, he sensed it. Um, and the club, due diligence, appointed Joe Edwards. Um from left and right wing, nobody had heard of him really, uh, but comes with a great uh, track record at, uh, at the, the previous jobs he's had. And now we're in this transition. And the transition is from what Gary Rout was doing to Joe Edwards wanting to play more football. Um, and we've gone from 35, 40% to 55% possession. A lot more passes out the back, definitely cemented in a 3 5 1 1 formation. Um, but with that 53-55%, um, we've given the ball away and the opposition have counted and scored. So it does come with that risk. Um, you know, they're not all going to be top Premier League players where they can ball it around for fun. So we've had a few interceptions and a, and a few goals on the break. Um, but we're definitely passing the ball more, definitely looking to pass it out the back, definitely more possession. And I think there's a, a little bit of intent in Joe Edwards because that's the way he wants to play. But he's also got... The, this transfer window, he's just brought in three players. Michael Oberfemi, um, mm. Jaffet Tanganga, and a lad he's, he's played a few good for from Morecambe, um, Mayer. Um, but certainly two of those are very quick. Um, and then with Watmore, um, uh, got pace. So I, I'm just beginning to sense as a, as a coach and an ex-player and, and more a fan these days that he's looking to get more pace into the side. Um, he's got Wes Harding at the back, who's an athlete. Um, so there are some subtle changes. I think more will happen in the summer. Um, I guess quite a few might go, and some other players come in that he wants to, uh, might fulfil what he actually wants to do on the on the pitch. But um, he's also been very unlucky because he's uh, he's, he's had quite a few out in injuries. Uh, some of your best players, uh, Saville, Denori, uh, the club captain Sean Hutchinson. Um, Bradshaw, the striker. These guys have been out injured recently. So, it's the goalkeeper's only just come back. So, since he took over, he's, he's had to deal with, A, getting to know a whole new squad, trying to change the way they play, dealing with issues, um, trying to keep some of the youngsters in the squad as well. Um, and then, obviously, he's brought in three players in the window. So, not an easy job, but definitely uh, there's, a, there's a job being done and you can see the transition. But uh, it may well take a, a bit of time. The problem is in this championship, no easy games. Every game's like a, like a blooming cup final. And uh, it doesn't matter who you look at. There's a team that's going to beat you. QPR beat Millwall the other day. Um, Hull City, 1-0. So I think we've, we've under Joe, uh, someone said to me today, it's four wins, four draws and six defeats. Um, the current form is, is in the bottom five. Uh, yep. Lucky that there are some worse teams, possibly QPR, rather than they're trying to turn it round. But 
um, on, on what Joe Edwards has currently done in that transition, uh, we are probably in the, in the bottom th a quarter of the league. But um, it's interesting yes, times. Right. I watched the middles brigade and the, the played some really good football, but just got done three on the break. So um, yeah, that transition is is a key word for me. Yeah, when we played you at your place, I think you nearly had seventy percent possession, and we won three nil. Uh, playing exactly how you said, where you had a lot of the ball and we turned it over really smart, actually, and broke away and scored three goals. Um, so do you think, I mean, you're on a bit of a, a downward spiral in, a, in some way because you're not actually getting many results, you know, favourable results. Do you feel you can turn it round? Because as you say, the, the teams below, the chances are a couple of them might start picking up points and it's getting a bit close now. So, I mean, Monday, although you're coming to us, it will be a difficult game. You do really need to start turning it around. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'd have taken a point at Hull. Um, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a dodgy handball for their goal. But uh, if you don't keep a clean sheet, there's a risk that you're, you're going to get done. And 1-0 uh, away to Hull. Um, after Coventry, it's Ipswich and then Sheffield Wednesday. So, there's some key games coming up. Um, and you really do need to be picking points up in this league on a regular basis or you can just tumble. And it only takes for QPR to put a string of three straight wins together and, and they'll fly up the league. So there's, there's nothing given in the championship. And as, as I said before, every game's tough. But I do see um, something which is probably rare for Millwall fans. They're being quite tolerant. Um, I think they had their moan up about the style of play with Gary Rowett and now they can't be hypocritical and start getting on to Joe Edwards because he loses a few games and four wins, four draws and six defeats. Um, and before there was Gary Rowett, would, they'd win 1-0 at home and they'd be booing because they just didn't like the style of play. They called it boring. Um, mm. So they've been very tolerant at the moment, which is uh, very uh, different for, for Millwall fans. But um, I think they understand what he's trying to do. I will say as well, that Coventry game, uh, the Middlesbrough game, as soon as you lose the ball, um, the opposition are onto us. And I think what he's done by bringing in, uh, he's certainly playing Wes Harding at the back, he's brought in Tanganga and the guy's got pace. So I think if you look at some of the middle uh, defenders, um, and I've been critical uh, without criti crit criticising them too much, you have to have pace at the back um, as a coach, as an ex-manager uh, and as a player. I've played in teams where we've had me as the only player with a bit of pace where you're always covering and you're always dropping off I've also played in a team where we thought we, we had we had four Usain Bolts well that allows you to push up and play as much football as you like because you'll never get done on the break you'll never get done with a ball over the top and I think he might have recognised that because there are a couple of the defenders and I'll tell you now Cooper is about six foot eight uh, great in the air great at set pieces wins every header but he can't move his feet uh, Murray right. Wallace, again, can't move his feet. Uh, the last time he played, he got ripped apart by the Leicester winger. You know, absolutely taken apart. So I think Joe Edwards, as the new manager, I think he's looking at Tanganga and saying, can I slot him in there? Um, can I get the, the club captain? Um, and Ryan Leonard is another one who's key. Um, so there are a few players that I would definitely drop in there. But if you're going to play uh, some good football, you certainly need some cover at the back with pace. But um, that, would, that would be our weakness. At the back. How's um, how's Norton Cuffey doing? Because he was with us last season, and he um, it was a bit uh, it was a bit bitty. <laughs> so here we are. Evening, Phil. How's uh, how's uh, ex Coventry City Loney Norton Cuffey been performing at Millwall? Is likely that he will be in the team against Coventry. 
Yeah, the games I've seen him play, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. Um, he's an athlete. He gets up and down. Um, he can defend. Um, and very good going forward. And I think under Joe Edwards, I think he's got license now to go and play, just get even more forward and start getting crosses in. So uh, the boy is a very, very talented lad and uh, buckets, bucket loads of potential. And um, some of the people that uh, are in the know down there say that he, he doesn't stop working. He's always wanting to, to learn and move forward. So um, I think if he goes back, he'll go back a, a bit hardened and a, and a bit toughened up from this, from this league. But uh, the boy's definitely got uh, talent and uh, he's an athlete, that's for sure. Player. Um, we've got a um, bit of a quiz set up if you'd like to take part. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's all all of, all of a bit of fun. <laughs> but the first question is: When did Millwall join the football league? Um, well, I went to their centennial dinner, so I should know this, really, shouldn't I? Um, 1885. Well, that's probably when they uh, were created, but they joined the league in 1920. Oh, same sorry, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's, it's when they were founded. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. When, when they were founded, 1885, yeah. yeah. Um, is that the second question? Go for it. Right. What football league record did Millwall achieve in 1925-26 season, which is also held by Reading and York City? A bit, bit before my birthday. Um, uh, I would probably... It may well be something to do with the attendance. I'm guessing. Does anybody want to have a guess? It could have been... Uh, uh, it could have been a, a, a cup final, was it? The uh, I'll, uh, it's actually Southern Cup final. 11 consecutive clean sheets. All oh, right, that's uh, that's what you could do oh, with right. now, isn't it? Really <laughs> interesting. Um, right, yeah, question three definitely, definitely. who managed Millwall between 1983 to 86? George Graham. Correct. So it was George Graham. Graham. Yeah. Uh, in September 1989, who did Millwall defeat to top the old first division for the first time in their history? Um, there's a bit of me saying Aston Villa, but there's also another bit of me saying, yeah, I'm just, I might go with Aston Villa. I could give you a clue. I was there. <laughs> Coventry. Coventry City. Yes, we lost four. Not Coventry. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think you only won two more games and got relegated that season. It was bizarre. Sorry. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, which yeah, two uh, yeah got, promote, got, got promoted in... Uh, which two previous Millwall players have been inducted into the English... Uh, I'd definitely say Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, Teddy Sheringham is, is one. The other, the uh, other one, you wouldn't really think of playing for Millwall, if that makes any sense. A lot of people would associate him. Dennis Benny Jones. Dennis Wise. <laughs> Dennis Wise. Ray Wilkins. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dennis Wise was Ray Wilkins' coach, I think. Yeah. yeah. Right, who is currently wearing the number 17 shirt? Oh, that's a good one. God dear me. I don't even know the numbers of me. Uh... <laughs> I think the goalkeeper might be wearing 17. I'm not sure. <laughs> who knows these days with shirt numbers? It's, uh, it's, uh, Brooke Norton Coffee. Is it no. Norton Coffee. <laughs> Norton yeah, Norton Coffee. Yeah. Oh, it's right. We've got one more. Uh, which Millwall player was selected in the PFA Team of the Year in 1974 and 75 and was then transferred to Coventry City? A very good mm. friend of mine, goalkeeper, Brian King. Yep. Brian yeah, King, yeah. Oh, I think so we'll get the game tomorrow. He was so unlucky. Um, when he came to Cobb, he had a back injury, I think it was. Yeah, and King is a great lad. I can speak to him. Yeah, he was such a good goalkeeper, and he—I think he played about thirty matches. Such a it's such a shame. That's the that's a little quiz. Any, anybody want to ask Phil a question at all? I was going to I was going to ask you, Phil. Uh, have you seen many of the Coventry games this year? And if if you have, who who have you been impressed with? Who's that for Millwall? Yeah. For, well, any country games this year? Any country players you've been impressed with this year in our team? No, I've, I've not seen too much of them, to be honest with you. Um, I will say that uh, whatever Mark Robinson is doing, he's, he's, he's managing to get players in. He's managing to play a certain way that uh, took, you, took you into uh, where you are now. Um, and uh, tough side to beat. Um yeah. So I, I I just think there's a good there's a good team ethic there as uh, amongst amongst mm. anything. There's nobody really stands out, but I just look at the league and I think on their day every team can beat everybody. But when yeah. you look at certain teams to start yeah. digging down into them, um, Coventry are a good side as as a collective unit, um, and they're tough to beat. Um, whole city are that now. They're they're tougher to beat, but they've just brought in the guy from Liverpool, and now they're beginning to create goals. So there's there's there's, there's teams rather than some individuals. And I think Coventry are class as a team. Yeah. Um, we've got spot the ball. We want to, we want to get your <laughs> guess on this, uh, Phil, if, if possible, please. Um, give us a guess where you think the ball is. <clears throat> this was a game against Sheffield Wednesday uh, the other night, wasn't it? Yeah. Tuesday night. Oh, there's people, looking, there's, is, there's, there's, people look, there's people looking everywhere, so I'm going to go for. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go number. I'm going to go number one. Number one, okay, no problem. That's brilliant, excellent. I've I've written that down. Right now, listen, we've got another competition. Have a go at this one, everyone, and uh, don't tell us what the name of the grounds are. Tell us how many you think you've got right. Okay, so don't give us the names of the grounds. Just give us uh, how many you think you've got right. There's only two. And I'm going to bring them up now. There you go. Have a guess where you think the grounds are. Don't tell us where they are. Don't tell us the names of the grounds. Just tell us how many you think you got right. Uh, we'll come to you first. Ken, how many do you think you got right? Oh, God. Um, uh... One. One. Okay. Um, 
Mark, sitting in Australia over there. Um, could you have a guess, mate? What do you reckon? I think one. One, one. and a half. Okay. <laughs> okay, don't. One and a half. You can't have half a grab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Paul, confident on one, in? but not confident on the other. Okay. Paul? Um, I'm going to go for one and a half. <laughs> 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 okay. I know is going to get both of these. I think I do know both of them, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Phil? Philip, what, what do you reckon? I've definitely got one, and then the other one is an either-or. Okay. One and one and one. Okay. So, yep. shall we give you the answers? Here we go. Has anyone else put any things in? Have anyone else said anything? No. Let's have a look. No, no, nothing at all. Okay, let's have a little look then. Let's show you. Uh, what the grounds are, Claudio? Have a guess. Turf Moor and Plymouth ground. Correct. Moor. Turf Moor, home park. Now, uh, home park. You see the stand on the right-hand side uh, as you're looking at the photo. That stand is listed. And when we went there a few years, I think it was about five years ago now. Um, they were rebuilding that and they had to keep the structure there, but they could rebuild around the structure and inside the structure, but they had to keep the framework as it was a listed building. So whoever's going on Wednesday night, have yeah. a little look at that because it is a lovely stand. So there you go. That's guest that's guess of the grounds. There you have it. I think there's a comment coming for Phil here. There's, there's um, a little story about uh, it's from Rob Nichols. Did Phil score yeah. for Millwall? And if he did, did he have a goal celebration? There you go. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my first goal in the football league was away to Oxford. Um, I think it was the 79-80 season. And uh, Nicky Chatton has passed me the ball. I've just thighed it on the edge of the area and smacked it in the top corner. And... Um, I just had a celebration where I just wheeled away, ran to our fans and just swinging my arm around like a like a wheeling dervish, really. Um, didn't have a proper goal celebration, but I certainly went for it every time I did. But uh, that was the only league goal I scored for me all. But I scored a few others and it was just run to your home, run to your own fans and just celebrate, chuck your arms up in the air and just look crazy because if, you if you're a defender and you score, it's a right bonus. But, uh, just going back to home park, the last time I played there, um, was the, uh, the, the the night before the, the Herald of Free Enterprise went over in Zeebrugge. Oh. So uh, mm. that's that's uh, where I was when that uh, ferry tragedy occurred, mm. playing it for Millwork Plymouth. That was the wow. that was the same weekend ish. It was the same weekend the weekend before we played the quarter final of the uh, FA Cup in eighty seven. Mm. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was in Morocco. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, should we have guests to well, score then? Should we have a go at the, the prediction for uh, um, Monday, isn't it? Is it Monday? Sunday. 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 <laughs> I know. We don't play Saturdays anymore, do we? So, uh, right. so uh, we'll, we'll start with, uh, well, we'll start with, uh, actually, we'll start with Phil. We'll Phil on the spot, shall we? Yeah. What do you think you'll be? What's the prediction for Sunday? Sunday. 
Phil, what's your prediction for Sunday? Think about oh, it. Claudio, what was the question? Oh, sorry. What's your prediction for Sunday's match? You've lost us. Um, I, I would, I would take a, an away point. Um, you're away from home. It's a tough game. It's a tough place to go to. Um, it depends who uh, Joe Webbers has got uh, fit to select from. Hopefully, there's a, a lot of the uh, senior players coming back fit. I would take, I would take any form of point as, as, a, as a one on the road. So a nil, nil, one, one, or even two, two. Ken, what do you reckon? Uh, I think. Uh, I think we'll be too strong for them. I think we're on a good form. I'm going to go for a 2 0 Cobb victory. Okay. Mark? Uh, I'll be watching this live 11 o'clock Sunday night, Australia time. I'm going for a difficult game, but I think the Sky Blues will just get home 1 0. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Paul? I'm going for three nil, which is a bit more uh, positive from me. After I said we'd only get one nil against Wednesday, uh, and I'm I'm putting my money on Tats because I think um, if they've got some uh, Tats and O'Hare, but um, as long as he doesn't get kicked off the park like Norwich, um, you know I think he may hold the key. So three uh, nil for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, there's more clean sheets in a nursing home, isn't there, than in our defence at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I reckon it'll be uh, two-one, and because we don't, I know we won four-one during the week, but we don't make it easy at home. We've we've drawn eight matches at home, so we've only lost the one. So, I, but I think it'll be a two-one win. <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to go then. If you went two one, I I know I think we're going to concede again because yeah, we're leaking goals. I'm going to say three one. There you go. I say three one. So that's it. Well, listen, Phil. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much indeed. Yeah, cheers, Phil. Yeah, thank you, Phil. And, uh, yeah, well done, Phil. No problem. Yeah, cheers, Phil. And uh, uh, and, uh yeah, go on, Claudia. Thanks so much. It's just, All the best. It's, it's just a shame we got terrible internet because of the, the rain. I think it's playing havoc all around the country at the minute. Yeah. But, uh, no yeah. No, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Cheers, Phil. No, thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. And uh, yeah. All the best to you guys. Take care. Cheers, Bye, Phil. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Uh, Claudio, do you want to do some messages? Yeah, you put them up and I'll read them out if you can. Okay, There you go. Steve Price, evening Start, SBA. Yeah. Hope you're all nice and warm. Peeing down in South Wales. No change there. <laughs> That's our everywhere. Channel, Steve. <laughs> everywhere. Evening all, PUSB, Nation Radio, evening everyone, evening uh, Tony, uh, Gordon Tully Art, good evening all, good evening, yes. Sky Blue Sam, give Ken the blue card. Oh yes. Uh, we'll talk about that. 
We'll talk yeah. about that very soon. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute, Mark. We'll, we'll get your, your views on this in a minute. Uh, there you go. Emotion Radio, you've got a new hairdryer, Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all travel advice. Evening, everyone. Great show. I'd just like to highlight the interactions I've had with Wednesday fans on Twitter since the first game. A lot of embarrassing and disgraceful comments from them. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. good the other night, really. There was some boos again, weren't there, for Casey Palmer in the crowd, I noticed. Did you notice that, Paul? Yes, it, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And, um, well, I think Casey reacted in the best way that he can to people like that and go and, yeah. go and slam slam the goal in. Um, I'm just saying that I, I remember because I was I was fortunate to meet Re Cyril on many occasions and I asked him about that because obviously what he had to put up with in the 70s and the 80s and he just said he, he put it inside him. This is how he described it. He said to put it inside myself and used it as fuel and drove on and just went up the other end and scored. And I think... Um, that's that's all you can do with people like that. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Mark, uh, what 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 was the reaction over in Australia when they hear when they hear about things like that going on on a football pitch? You because know, obviously football football world in Australia. I mean, they must hear about what's gone on in the UK at these weekends. Did was there anything mentioned over there about it? Well, to be honest with you, if it's Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea—that's about all you hear about. And Tottenham now, because Ange, Ange Postecoglou is obviously at Tottenham and he's Australian. So you only ever hear about the top teams in the Premier League, or if there's trouble at a game, fighting. Same in same in Australia. We have trouble in Australia at the A League. It's highlighted much more than the game itself in a very negative way, because obviously. Football, soccer is probably fourth or fifth pick in this country. Uh, it did The A-League was challenging for a while, about 10 years ago, but it's dropped off a lot recently, which is a shame. But, I mean, I go, I follow my local team, Melbourne Victory. They play in the A-League. Um, there's very, very, very little uh, racism or trouble, which is, which is good. It's very much a family family orientated sport soccer but there do we do have trouble um you know it's part of i think i don't know youth i think it's just a youth thing but as far as i've never witnessed racism i've been to hundreds of a-league games supporting mm. melbourne victory yeah yeah i mean i, I mean, I, mean I, did, I i did grow up in the 80s standing yeah. on the west end and some of the things you used to hear then were you know mm. Were, were were sad to hear. I mean, mm. considering we had plenty of good black players, you know, Gary Thompson last week. I mean, the, the interview last mm. week was fantastic. I mm. listened to it, it was brilliant. Uh, Danny Thomas, all the great players we had over the years. I mean, to listen to some of the things we used to listen to in the 80s and still, still for it to be prevalent, it's very disappointing. Mm. Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Uh, Ken, now yeah. you were this side. You were this side of the ground. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the assault on uh, Alan? Um, I've seen. I've seen I a did. picture. Of, well, it's, we've seen videos on Twitter from behind the situation, so you can't really see exactly what happened. But you're that side of the ground. Did you see it? Yeah, definitely seen it. I seen it straight away, and he 
clearly gone in with his elbow. Um, and, and what makes it worse, the referee was there straight away as well. He's seen it. And I thought he was going to at least book him. Um, he just had a word where he didn't do anything, did he? He could give us a free kick and that was it. No, he but booked he, him. He, he did, did he book him? Did he yeah, book he did him? book him. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him having a word. I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't remember if he said the yellow card, but it was an awful, awful challenge. Mm. He was nowhere near, nowhere near the ball. He just completely went for the player. And I know that some of the bench, some of the players on the bench uh, got up to remonstrate with the fourth official. Uh, and I've seen a big ADV that went over to the fourth official. He had a word with him as well about it. And, uh, well, what, you know, what can you do? Um, if the referee's booked him, then that they'll deem that as he's seen it and they can't take any further action. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I've seen the video clip. Have you seen it, Mark? Did you see the video clip of, of I did. I did see it. Yeah. It was, was put on Twitter. Yeah. It looked, it wasn't the greatest, uh, Camera shot, but it did look no. it did look nasty. It did look nasty. Mm. Yeah, and, and Paul, I mean, yeah. do you, I mean, Mark Robbins wants the FA to look at it, but from the angle that they're going to see is from what we've seen the camera, isn't it? Unless they've got cameras yeah. the other side of the ground. Which yeah, they haven't. Yeah. No, if I mean, if they haven't got the evidence, they're not going to be able to do anything. This is the problem, isn't it? And. Uh, it, it, I mean, that's where it's calling. I mean, how many times now have we just said, um, you know, referees to be to stand up and, um, you know, linking it to obviously Norwich as well. I mean, mm. is it Sean Bernard? Is that the, that's the guy who led with his elbow, yeah. isn't it? Um, I mean, I know, I know Robbins is asking for um, it to be taken up by the FA, but I, I really don't know what they can do without evidence. That's the problem. I think that's going to be the problem. Yeah, what what annoys me? The fourth official who was on this side of the pitch as well, by where I was. He clearly seen it. So I don't know why, they, why he couldn't have uh, con, you know, said in his earpiece to the referee that, you know, that was a blatant red card offence. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm sick to death. I'm sick to death for these assistant referees, right? I'm, I'm not being funny, but at Norwich, the, 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 the guy on our side of the field missed, didn't flag for anything. Didn't flag not for nothing. Right, same again on same again on uh, Tuesday night. The assistant referees not flagging for anything. What's the point in having them there? Yeah. Just you know mm. what I mean. What's the point? I know they're there for offside, and that's it, and a few bad tackles. But even bad tackles, they're not flagging. What is yeah. the point of an assistant lino and the fourth official who can see it is looking at the game, is looking at the game, and it is in line with him? How is it? That the referee's not talking to him yet. The week before at Norwich, soon as Kitchen went in with that tackle, he looked to the linesman. The linesman went, "Yeah, red card, yeah. come out." So why? What? What? What's different? What is different there? How? How is anything yeah. any different? Well, that's inconsistency for you, isn't it? It's just beggar's belief. It really does. Absolutely does. Can yeah, I more comment? Uh, Mark White, Mark, have you met many oh, fellow club fans? Evening all and goodbye, Sheffield. <laughs> uh, Liam was, he yeah. just needs a VPN job done. Oh, that's <laughs> it. There you go. Go on, Tully Wright was useless on Tuesday night, despite the goal. Bit harsh. Now, I'm glad he brought this up. I'm glad he brought this up because I've got, I've got something I found on on Facebook today. And I've, I've showed William this earlier, and he goes, 
Yeah, well, I says, but yeah, but read it. I'm going to put it up. Let me get your reactions. Criticism of Sims, Wright and Godden. Yet after 30 games last, last year, we'd scored 30 goals. This year, we've scored 46. That doesn't include 12 in cup games. It's a team game. I'd suggest if we'd been offered a 50% increase in goals scored, we'd have... Um, oh, where's it? I've lost that now. What's that bit say? Because the comments come up and it's in my way. There we go. Uh, uh, we would have paid a lot more for strikers. Play up Sky Blues. Now, the reason I brought this up, because last year we were saying, where are the goals going to come from apart from the strikers and Hamer? That was it. It was Victor Jokerez and Hamer. This year, we're scoring goals from all over the place. Hmm. What do you make to that, Claudio? Um, well, we said the other week about scoring goals. I don't care where they come from as long as we're scoring goals. And, I mean, the rate is going. Hadji Wright's going to probably get 15, 16, 17 goals this season, by the end of the season, which isn't hmm. a, a bad return for the first season. The only one out of all of them you want to get going is uh, Ellis Sims. We just... Oh. And he had a great chance mm. on, uh, on Tuesday, didn't he? And it's you yeah. kind of think there's not much else the fans can do. We can't put it in for him. You know, he's got to score that one. Um, I mean, that was an easy chance, wasn't it, really? When was you, think, it? you think the two goals that Callum scored compared to that, it's just ridiculous. He's got to put it away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Ken, I mean, I mean, when you look at that, though, we are scoring from all over the pitch. Last season, we were relying on Victor, and we all kept saying, if Victor gets injured, where are the goals coming from? Yet this year, we're scoring goals from all over the place. Yeah, midfield players are scoring. They're all scoring, and uh, that's good. And that's what it should be like. We've got plenty of players in the in the team that can hit the ball. Um, you know, even the new lad, Thorpe, he's, he's, he's got in the goal already. Eccles is scoring. He scores now and again. We ain't had many from Jamie Allen this year, but he's, he's got the ability to score, get into position. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got we've got a lot of other players. Even even Bobby Bobby Thomas has scored, doesn't he, from the back? So, yeah, they spread it along the team. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who scores, does it? As long as we win, you get the points. That's what it's all about: getting the points on the board. And uh, if we do that and get more points, it doesn't really matter as long as we win the game. But yeah, it's nice yeah. for the strikers to score. But they're always going to get judged on how many goals they score, aren't they? At the end of the day. Oh, of course they are. But cool. yeah. it's a team's That's winning. Yeah, it's a team's winning. Happy, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It is one then, guys. Claudio? So it's from Ian Pimlot. O'Hare might have been offered a signing fee as part of Doug's offer. Well, I think um, we just got money off. I think we just got money off Victor, didn't we, for scoring so many goals in Portugal? Million, apparently. Oh, I mean, give, it, give it a that. Yeah, I have that. Stay with us for another ten years. I, I think they've just. Well, I mean, Mark Robbins says they've made him a really good offer. It's up to the lad, isn't it? Mm. What What's good about it is he's he's well, he's playing really well, isn't he? he's, yeah. he's making such an effort. He's not like oh. just walking through his end of his contract. He's he's trying to help us to get up that table and win or get through the cup and everything. So yeah, I think if we, yeah. as I said earlier, I think if we go up, he will stay with us, no doubt about it. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there you go, Claudio. 
All travel advice. The amount of disgraceful comments from Sheffield Wednesday fans on Twitter is absolutely embarrassing. Uh, Steve McGovern. O'Hare stays on his feet more after heavy tackles. Way stronger all round now, becoming the goal machine. Yeah, he is a lot stronger, and he's yeah. he's, he's yeah, just yeah. he's just turned into he's come back even stronger than he, he went away. You know, from that with, with that injury, he's just come back a completely different player. Oh, <laughs> relation, is it? <laughs> That's me, lad. Luca plays Ian Primrock. We're rooting for you against Wednesday. That's obviously the Millwall. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody is now. Bella. No, that was a, that was an answer to your uh, question. Oh, 1881. <laughs> mm. uh, Rob Nichols. No, I've done that one. Here you go. Uh, we live and die in these towns. Be interesting to see if Robbins goes with the same front four that we started the game against Sheffield Wednesday with. Oh, I, I can't think he will. Not. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, he should. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, here you go. Uh, we live and die in these towns. Mark, being in Australia, do you ever get to see Angel Torres of Central Coast Mariners in action? Would you think he's good enough for Cobb as I rate him and would love Cobb to sign him? Ooh, there has actually been a, a, he's actually been, uh, I think a couple of guys on Twitter have already mentioned he is having a, a great season for Central Coast. Who Central Coast is a small, small club with a very, very tight budget, but they seem to produce a lot of good footballers. And that lad is very, very good. He's, he's tearing it up at the moment in the A-League. I think he's in the top Top two goal scorers. Uh, he's, I mean, he, I think he would he'd be uh, a good prospect in the championship. Very, very good. It's a good. That's a good pickup. Yeah. Where does he play, Mark? Because I, I, I don't know. Where does he play? He plays out wide, or he can play through the middle. He's quick as anything. He's really, really quick. He can play either side of the flanks or through the middle. So he's he's happy either as long as he's having a run up front. He's very, very slight of foot and he can finish as well. So he's he's a good talent. He'll be he'll be a lot of the Australian players get picked up by German sides. Um so he probably he's already behind up on a German side, German Bundesliga two, or a team from Denmark, that's where they seem to go, a lot of the Aussies. Or maybe Korea or Japan. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was picked up at the end of this season by somebody. Yeah. Well, you never know. It might be the mighty Sky Blues. You never know. Well, look, you never know. Let's hope so. <laughs> so, Gordon Tully Art thought it was nice that the young lad who gave Palmer the chocolate was treated to a family ticket to the game and received Palmer's shirt at the end. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah lovely. Yeah, really good. nice, that one. Steve Price, over the, la over the four games, Wednesday Ooh. have been a total disgrace. Glad we won't be playing them next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely was. Ralph Wiggins, they didn't see the handball when Eccles was dragged down in the pen area. Mm. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Right is not the problem. It's Sims. Keep right down the middle. Rich Corley, start Sims. I mean, put Sims on the left and right down the middle. Maybe that's the answer. Mm -hmm. Mark Cunningham, yeah, I support not. anyone who plays in Sky Blue, but patience is starting to get thin with Sims, unfortunately. Mm. It's interesting because when we had Gary Thompson on uh, and, he's, and he was talking about Mark Haitley and Tom English, 
I can remember us City fans being very impatient with Tom English. Tom English got a lot of stick. Yeah. 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 I, and, I remember that too. I remember that too. And to be honest, when we got Jim Melrose to replace him, we thought it was fantastic, especially as Jim scored a hat-trick on his debut. We thought we'd done a great swap here. Probably the only goals he scored the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that too, yeah. yeah. That. Well, the, the other thing, though, we were all frustrated with McNulty. And Mark Robbins kept coming on the radio week in, week out, week in, week out. Trust me, this lad's got goals in him. And Will said to me today, have you seen the clips of him at, at Sunderland? He was a machine. Yeah. So something's not sitting right with him at the moment. Mm. And, it, and it's like, you think that there's a switch somewhere that's going to be just switched over and he's just going to turn up one day and be a completely different player. Do you remember the interview, was it Mark Robbins gave about Victor, where he said um, Victor was knocking on his door and he says, um, you know, when am I going to get a game? And he said, well, you're not ready yet. I'm going to put you in the under-21s for a couple of games. And it turned Victor's, it just switched Victor on and Victor became a completely different player. So is it worth maybe Robbins saying to Sims, right, we're going to put you in the under-21s for a couple of games and then let him see how that feels and, and maybe it might because he'll start scoring a couple of goals it might just give him a bit of a confidence boost mightn't it mm, possibly yeah you never know do you never know um that one steve price vic scored two last night i think he scored 21 or 22 for season nice one million bonus for cov yeah we'll have that all day long yeah ralph wiggins is complete player now o'hare Oh, hello, Will King. <laughs> hey, good evening, Will. I could do some stuff, Will. <laughs> yeah, we need to, yeah, we need to. I've run out, Will. Yeah, we need I've run some out. products. Yeah. Please, Will. Will King. How are you, Will? How's the lovely Isle of Wight? <laughs> I hope you're all well. Cov, cov, cov. Brilliant. Thanks, Will. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, we live and die in these towns. <laughs> yeah, I live and die. It, you know, the only reason he's put this because he knows, doesn't he? He knows. Live and die these towns. Has guessed the gate from Sheffield Wednesday game been given yet? Shall we have a look? Shall we have a look? It is. Uh, where was it? Oh yeah. So the guess the gate was how many again? Twenty nine thousand three hundred and. <laughs> 19,000. Oh, well, that was it. 19,000. <laughs> yeah, go on. 19,000. Um, 870, I think it was. No. Is that right? No, well, no 19, it was 19,359. That's the one. Yeah. And the winner is... We'll live 19, and die in these... 19,462. We live and die in these towns. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's why he was asking. <laughs> it, is, it is. definitely. Definitely. Listen, let's get spot the ball up. Let's get spot the ball up. Come on. Have another go before we finish. We've got a couple of things to talk about. Um, and um, we'll uh, we'll uh, get you guess the gate. Get, guess the gate. Oh, you've got guess the gate. No one's put guess the gate yet for Sunday. Have a go at guess the gate as well. Come on, get your guesses in. Um, kind of make notes of everyone. So get your guess the gates in, guys. And there's spot the ball. Get your guesses in. Right. Now, listen. There's a couple of other things come up today. I'm not best pleased with this. I don't know what you guys are think about this one. What's this all about? 
<laughs> blue cards will be introduced in football for sin bins. A player will receive a blue card for cynical fouls or dissent, and he will be removed from the pitch for 10 minutes. Right, let's get the referee on. Ken Stewart. What? Have a word, will you? Have a I word. This has been introduced to grassroots football, apparently, and uh, it's been quite successful. I can't see it working in a, in, a, in a professional manner, no. No way. Because you get more, no. you get more dissent. You get more dissent basically in a, in, in a grassroots level, and that's what they're trying to cut out all the dissent and all the stuff at grassroots. I can't see it working higher, higher up. No, definitely not. Mark, Mark, what do you think to that rubbish? I'm I'm part of the referees' union, so I've been a referee for 25 years here in Australia. I'm still refereeing. Yeah. Um, for me, there's enough there's enough confusion. The players with the players that don't know most of the rules, so just keep it simple: yellow or red. Um, I know in local football, over 45s, over 55s, they do have a sin bin, but there's no card issued. They're just told to go and cool down 10 minutes, and it's at the referee's discretion in one of the leagues that I know. So the referee might say five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, depending on the level of dissent. So it's that way it's treated as a bit of common sense. But to bring it in, it's it's just going to bring more confusion. It's, it's not going to be good for the game, I don't think. No, I mean, um, Paul, I mean, <laughs> Gary, uh, Gary Thompson was talking about VAR ruining the game. You can't celebrate when you score. What's this blue card? I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, th I think it works very well uh, in rugby league and rugby union because that's kind of a stop-start stop game. And it, uh, uh, it's, But I just cannot see it. it, it it's, it's complicated enough. I mean, I was going to say, Mars, when you were saying about what does the fourth official do, where it, other than hold up the boards, I don't know what they do as far as assisting the referee making the right calls and with i think as mark said with var as well and this it's just i mean it's it was called the beautiful game wasn't it by um brian clough yeah. and uh, i think we're just trying to destroy it be, you know it, it, it takes a second to score a goal it's just ridiculous it's, it's getting destroyed it is just getting destroyed i mean it really is i mean it's it, I mean, what was it? Everton's game at the weekend against was it Spurs? I think it was, wasn't it? Was it Spurs? I think, and Everton scored, and they had to wait three minutes for them to make a decision if it was a goal or not. How does it yeah. take six people in a room three minutes to decide whether it's a goal? So this blue card thing, I mean, come on, it's just how are you going to know? Ten minutes is up. They can't. They can't even let a sub or a guy who's gone off injured. Yeah. They can't even let a, a player back on from being injured after 30 seconds of going off. They still make them wait to come back on the bloody pitch. So how are they going to monitor 10 minutes? The problem, how are they the going problem to do that? is, the problem what we'll find is, is there'll be some teams will be clever enough to work out that they, they'll do a cynical foul, which probably would have got a yellow before, and they'll only get a blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is what's going to happen. They'll be, they'll be clever. My lot here will be very good at it. They'll find ways around it. <laughs> yeah, so Cellini, Cellini would have got a blue... In that instant with Saka, he'd have got a blue card, wouldn't he? Mm. You know, because too far away from the goal. Italy. We're not talking no, about that, Italy on it. Go away. But that's, but that's the incidents, isn't it? That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm banning that flag. 
<laughs> going and banning it. It ain't going to be on anymore. Sick of it. <laughs> but, that's, um, but that's the issue, isn't it? People, there'll be some clubs will be really clever at getting those fouls. They'll risk the 10 minutes. If you're a really good team, you'll probably think we can handle 10 minutes against these lot with 10 men. Yeah. yeah and I think that's what will happen. Yeah, well, I, th yeah. I think it. I think it again. It says as as the two referees said here, if you've got if you've got a good strong referee, and he's backed up properly, uh, or she's backed up, I should say, um, yeah. with linesman and a fourth official doing their job properly. There's no need for that. No need if they've done, you know, if they've done their job properly at Norwich, I'm sorry, I keep going. I told you I haven't got over it. Uh, you know, <laughs> that 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 would have been nipped in the bud, stopped, or somebody had got a yellow card. But they yeah. just they just lined up and said, "Well, it's my turn to crop the lad now." And I, th I think that's they're trying. To, it seems to me that they're they're trying to bring processes in to make up for the lack of of good referees. If uh, if I'm honest, that, that's as I see it. I mean, you, you just knocked it on nail on the head there about Norwich. But do you remember a couple of seasons ago at Barnsley? First game of the season away, Barnsley away. Every yep. single player hats Callum O'Hare in the first yep. half and the first first half of the second half until it, the referee got his yellow cards out. Now, if he had got his yellow card out in the first half of one of those fouls, they wouldn't have fouled him as many times as they did. Because the, referee, because the referees ain't strong enough like you've just said, Paul, about the tackles on Tats, tats last week at, at Norwich, he was getting kicked all around the park. They didn't brandish a yellow card in the first half. None of them got booked. And they carried on doing it because they know they yeah. can get away with it. Yeah, well, and, and Liam Kitchen was one of them for Barnsley because he told us at the yeah. play, Meet the Players night, he said they were told, the question was asked because of that photo, him and, and him O'Hare at yeah. the time. But they, they were told, get O'Hare, he's a marked man, get him take him out of the game whenever you can. And he was told yeah. that by their manager at the time. Yeah. Not the manager. So the official the officials have got to get more more stricter really than, than bringing in silly silly blue cards. Um yeah. you know they've it, 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 just got to just got to get a little bit more stricter, haven't they really? Let's get some comments in on this blue card situation. Claudio's got to go at nine because um his laptops he's got his he hasn't got any fifty P's to put in his laptop. So uh <laughs> He's got to go at nine. Here you go, Claudio. Cuttyford, blue cards, are we turning to a rugby sport? Mm. Yeah. Paul Thomas, the evidence is the broken cheekbone. Yeah. On, on, yeah. Rich Corey, on, uh, blue cards, more nonsense. Don't need more arbitrary refereeing decisions. No, definitely not. Ralph Wiggins, 10 for spot the ball, 23,478 for Sunday's gate. They are. We'll live and die in these towns. Too many stop-start moments with blue cards. Imagine the Premier League with VAR and that blue card would be a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I'm going to look at the screen. 2008, we should be beating Millwall, hopefully. Well, without doubt. Would... Stephen McGovern, half the team would get a blue card with every incident. Yeah, they probably would, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, M7Z 2008, I'm against the blue card. Rich Paul, you need to stop booking people for nothing with second half refereeing. A yellow is sufficient. Paul Cuttyford, on the other hand, would Kitchen's red being blue 
and we wouldn't have lost him for a couple of games. No, it's always going to be. It was a second yellow card, wasn't yeah, it? That, that if, was, if it was straight red. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Right before you go, Claudio, we've got to get the winner of spot the ball, All right. and then we've got uh, one, uh, two more subjects to discuss when you've left us. So spot the ball. <laughs> Here you go. There is a winner. I know there's a winner. I've seen the number on the screen tonight, so there is a winner. Um, spot the ball. You guys have said, uh, I've lost where you've put your numbers now. So, Ken, you said 11. Mark said 14. Paul said 17. Claudio said 9. And Phil said uh, 1. The actual number is, drumroll please. <laughs> number 10. I got there you go. <laughs> Number 10. Ralph Riggins is the winner tonight. Yes. Exactly. Right at the death, he got it. He did right at the death. Right yeah, at the death. Get him to send his details in and we'll get him a mug sent in the post. Yeah, he'll message me on uh, Messenger. Just give me a shout, um, Ralph. Send me your address details and we'll get that um, prize uh, off to we'll you. We'll live and die in these towns. We'll send you a mug for your Kessie Gate as well. So we just yeah, need get in touch. Yeah, get in touch with me, Michael, and I'll get you. Uh, we'll get that over to you as well. Get the details off to Kenny. We'll sort that out for you. So, Claudio, you got to go. So we'll let you go. Yeah, I just want to say something before I go. Um, I well, hope then. you all enjoyed the Gary Thompson interview. In a few weeks' time, we'll have another biggie. A sky blue hero should be coming on, and with a emphasis not so much on his career but on music as well, which would be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, any more uh, clues on who that could be, Claudia? Sorry? Any more clues on who that is? No, I can't say. <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, he's a, there aren't many Sky Blue heroes. There's a there's probably 12, 13 of them. So he's, uh, that's a big clue. That We'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm going to carry on watching the show on my phone. I'll be making comments. Okay. But, See uh, well, we're yeah. nearly wrapped up. Just a couple of more things. Yeah. See you later, Claudia. Yeah, that's it. Right, a couple more things then. Let's have a little look at this one. TV fixtures. Here we go. So TV fixtures. We haven't got many Saturday games. No. <laughs> uh, this Sunday, Millwall. Wednesday the 14th. Um, Valentine's Day. Plymouth Argyle away is on Sky Sports Football Red Burn. And then on Saturday 17th of February... It is on iFollow, Coventry City versus Stoke. And that is on iFollow overseas. So you need a VPN if you want to watch that. I won't be going to Stoke. I'm bored of Stoke. They've only got one bar by the ground. They have about three bar staff on it. It takes you about two years to get served. Um, Friday the 23rd is Preston North End. <coughs> I've got some news about these two next fixtures. So Friday the 23rd, Coventry City versus Preston North End. I will be DJing down at Dylan's, guys. Why don't you come down and give me some support? I'm DJing down there. It's going to be a good night. So if you want to come down, dance away, or, you know, just come and have a just come and have a chat. I'll play you a request. Come and get you a question. So I'm down at Dylan's DJing on the 23rd for the Preston North End game. Then on Monday the 26th, we've got Maidstone United at home, ITV4. Guess what, guys? Get down to Dylan's. Guess who's DJing? Me again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm DJing down there. Two nights on the trot. Smithy's away. He's asked me to DJ. I'll tell you what, it's such an honour to be asked to do that. So uh, I'm well chuffed. Friday, 1st of March, West Brom away. Uh, 7.30, Sky Sports main event. 
And on Tuesday, the 5th of March, Rotherham at home, um, obviously on the red button on Sky Sports Football. So plenty for you to watch there, Mark, isn't there? Yeah, I've been very lucky since we've been in the Championship. Sports quite a lot, so we are quite. We are obviously must be quite popular. So <laughs> it's very good. It's a great way to you know. It is Saturday night, Sunday morning to watch the Sky Blues. Really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely good. Really, really good. I mean, it's it's so good for people like yourself who can watch it when you live far away. It's so nice, and uh, you know when you think about. They didn't want to put us on last season. Then all of a sudden, you know, we weren't, we weren't even on telly until I think we were on the first game of the season against Sunderland. And then we weren't on again till Christmas. And all of a sudden they wanted us on every week because we were hitting the playoffs, you know, and it was like, yeah. you know, why didn't you just do that in the first place? But that's, that's the way telly works, isn't it? They've got the favourites and they absolutely love Leicester. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah. And here we go then. <coughs> Excuse me. Question for you all. Who are we going to get if we beat Maidstone? So here's your cup ties. Blackburn Rovers versus Newcastle. Chelsea versus Leeds. Bournemouth versus Leicester. <coughs> Excuse me. Liverpool versus Southampton. Notts Forest, Man United. Wolverhampton, Brighton. Coventry City, Maidstone. Luton, Man City. So... What do you reckon? Um, if we get past, if we get past Man, uh, get past Maidstone, Paul, who would you fancy there if we get past Maidstone? Uh, I, this goes back to some history. I would like Wolverhampton Wanderers because we had a quarter final once against them and we didn't turn up and we want to turn up this time. So that's who I want. I want Wolves. Would you want it home or away? Uh, oh, that's interesting. Do you know? I, I'd say home, but actually the, the nice again would be at their place but uh, because that's where the quarterfinal was before. But no, I'd like Wolves at our place. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Right, yeah. And uh, Ken, I'm going to make a note of these. <laughs> um, luck, isn't it? The quarterfinal. Anything can happen. But uh, I'd like... You know what? I'd like um, the winner of the Notts Forest Man United game at home. Oh, okay. Whoever that may be, that might be a close game, by the way. I yeah. don't think it's going to be easy for Manu. Um, what about you, Mark? I'm the same as Paul. I'd like Wolves. Wolves was the first away game I went to with my dad in the early 70s. I've always got a bit of a soft spot for Wolves. I like, I do like Wolves. So Wolves at yeah. home, I think, would be, a, would be a massive game. Would be a great game for us. Yeah, I think I think. Do you know what? I'm I'm along the lines of you, Ken. I think I think Notts Forest or Man United at home. I think I would like. And if it's if it's not Forest, I don't think we can beat both, any of them. It's two teams. Yeah, home. but if it's not if it's not Forest, it's it's revenge for um, was it the uh, Carling Cup? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Cyril's yeah. handball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a revenge for that, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So I think I think I would like. <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I've still got this cold. Um, I think I would like Forest probably at home, or Man United. I, th I think we'd give them a good go. But you, you can see it now if we get if we get past Maidstone and Leicester beat Bournemouth, 
<laughs> you, can, no. you can just see what's going to happen, can't you? Miles, uh, just as yeah. just to back up your choice of yours and Ken's, an interesting yeah. statistic. Sorry to be a bit stato here, is if we play Man United, we played Man United in the cup four times. Three times yeah. they've won it and gone on to win the cup, and the one time we've won, we went we went on to win the cup. So every time yeah. Coventry have met Man United, one of us have won the cup. So just oh, to throw that in, <laughs> we'll have them at home. Well, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, three two. <laughs> Callum O'Hare, late goal. Oh, and then be able to... <laughs> and the semi-finals. Anything can happen after the semi-final. Anything, anything at all. Let's have a little look. What's coming in here? Uh, Claudio's gone home to Bournemouth. No, no, I don't, I don't want Bournemouth, man. Uh, Ralph says not Forest. Uh, Mark Harrington says Blackburn at home. Then a trip to for uh, then first trip to Wembley of the season. Yeah, take that. Uh, Mark Cunningham says Man City, true sky blue versus the fake sky blues. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get Newcastle or Chelsea at home. Want Leicester, uh, want Leicester to beat Bournemouth and get Leicester at home. Oh my God, it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? Any home game will do. Yeah, definitely. There's a song there, isn't there? Um, home to Leicester would be nice. Another 3-1 win. Oh, Miles, it's Nottingham Forest. You will get in trouble calling them nuts. I don't <laughs> care. Um, <laughs> Sky Blue Sarah says anyone at home. Yeah, I think I think we've um, <coughs> got to get home draw. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. That's all you ask for in the quarterfinal. The home draw would be nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely would be. Now, listen, before we go, uh, let's give you another reminder: George and John statue appeal. Please donate only a five if you can. Uh, that's not even a pint of beer at the game, so uh, you know, just chuck a fiver in. It'd be absolutely brilliant. We're up to twenty thousand five hundred ninety-six pounds at the moment. That's five hundred thirty-eight uh, donations. Sixty-seven thousand to go. I'm sure we can do it. It's not. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, as uh, Joe Elliott was telling us. So please, 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 if you can, five pounds would be absolutely superb, and um, we can have that statue outside the CBS Arena. Um, so our next game, then. Uh, uh, well, uh, we live in Dionese Towns. Asked if I've got a map of the ground tonight. I, I haven't got it up on my phone, unfortunately. Really sorry, but can't see how many seats are sold. But there isn't going to be many left for Sunday. But, um, I mean, Mark, you're looking forward to Sunday's game? Yeah, I've got uh, got a big weekend this weekend, actually. So, hopefully I can stay awake. Um, Melbourne victory tomorrow night. I'm going to a function after the game. Sunday, I'm going to a gig, Simple Minds, just on the road. 20 oh, minutes. Wow. Nice. Yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes away, an outdoor gig, Simple Minds, a couple of Aussie groups, and then... Hopefully, I can stay awake and watch the game at eleven o'clock. So it's going to be it's going to be a big weekend, but a good weekend. Oh, fantastic! Wow, <laughs> simple yeah. minds. That's going to be brilliant. That isn't it? Yeah, it's one. It's my it's my favourite band. So, growing up in the eighties, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, the weather stays good. Always, 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 always. I will send a photo. Yeah, hundred percent. And you're flagging no, everything. Look at me at Simple Minds in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about the 20th time I've seen them. So, 
they're always they're always pretty good. So it's pop, pop a good weekend. Pop us your address. We'll get you a mug sent over as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That's been great. Yeah, for coming on. Thank you so much for especially getting up this time in the morning. I mean, blind me. No, I usually go to work anyway. Oh, brilliant. Well, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much for coming on. You enjoyed it? Oh, it's been great. I'd just like to say um it's it's great to listen to you guys. You're sort of my age group. You grew up at the same time as me, Bob. To get the inf- get some information and some knowledge of what's going on in the club, it's it really helps. Because mm. I am a, a mad Coventry fan. And it's it's I really appreciate what you do and the work you put in. It's fantastic. So thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been great. No problem. Uh, well, thank you very much. And thank you for your support because we wouldn't be able to do it without you watching each week as well. So thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words. No problem. Brilliant. And Paul, looking yeah. forward to Sunday. You're coming up, are you? Coming over? I, I can't. I can't. I'm on my way to Rygate. So, uh... That's, oh, yeah. that's yeah, it's work. That's I keep as I said. Um, just before we say anything, I just want to big up, do a big big up to Neon Now, the one of the sponsors. Uh, I've yep. got my um my sky blue um uh, neon sign in the gym, and uh, I need to use it a bit more clearly. Um, <laughs> but um, Lucy and her husband, I can't remember. Sorry, if I remember his name. They were it's just brilliant. Um. It's so easy, uh, and they really help you. And they, the way the sign came all packed up and clear directions, I just wanted to pick them up and thank them because uh, uh, it, it looks great now up, up in the up on the walls. Yeah, just <laughs> exactly like yours. And uh, as I say, I just want to say they were so helpful, and Lucy was brilliant and explained everything. So uh, you know, I'd, I'd recommend them to anybody. They're, they were brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, have you enjoyed yourself tonight? It's been fantastic as it always is. It's great. So thank you. Good. Good. And uh, let's just hope we get three points on uh, Sunday because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little bit excited. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow and I don't know what I'm going to do Saturday. <laughs> I know. It, <laughs> but, it, oh, it, I know it, what I'm doing tomorrow night, but I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow after work at 12 and mm. all day Saturday. Ooh. How much does it bring into the club as being on the TV because obviously this losing the Saturdays is a, is a big miss and I don't know how many Saturday home games we've actually got left but I think so. I think that a live game as far as I'm aware they get £350,000 facility fee the home club right mm. so it, it's good Brilliant. money in the coffers isn't it 350k every home club get that as a facility fee what they call a facility fee um, so that's what I mean, we get on live apparently and then, and then you got you got your gate as well on top and everything else and I think I think you know as I say there ain't there ain't going to be many there ain't going to be many seats uh, left available so I was going to try and quickly look at um, how many is left but it's asking me to say I'm not a robot I'm definitely not a robot Coventry City <laughs> I mean it's, it's 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 the price of success and the price of playing attractive football isn't it you know I mean yeah. if, uh, if the football. Sexy football, absolutely <laughs> sexy football. <laughs> sexy football, <laughs> but yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, as you say, it, it is down to um, the success and and wow. Uh, I'm not being funny, but I'm looking at this map and there are flipping heck, not many left. No, no. Can can you see 
Can you see that? Mm. Can you see that? Mm. Yeah, easily. Where the scar yeah. left, yeah. Yeah, where the, yeah. that's all that's yes. left. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. And it's on Sky, so that's absolutely... And it was rearranged. Mm. Yeah. So it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so when are you up your next game then, Paul? You've come, got to come to Preston. You've got to come and see me DJing. Yeah, I, I, so I was going to say, because <laughs> I've, I've got there, Preston, I will be at, and Maidstone. So... Um, I can, oh, I can make them too. So those uh, down to Dylan's. Come and see us. I will. I will no, I definitely come and see you at Dylan's because, uh, and I'll uh, hopefully bring my mum as well. So if she doesn't yeah. cause, if she doesn't cause the trouble like she did in the Wednesday stand, you know that's that's the trouble. As long as... She'll be fine. She'll be fine. I'll play a bit of erasure for you. Like it. Anyway, I'll see. I'll say good night, guys, and uh, look after yourself. See you soon. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thanks, bye. 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 Uh, See you later. <coughs> and there we go. End of the show. Well That's done, it. everyone. Brilliant. Yeah. Australia and so superb. Thank you so much, everyone. You've been absolutely fantastic today. All your comments have been out of this world. It has just been just wow. Inundated with comments, loads of listeners, loads of watchers. Just thank you so much. Ken, you enjoyed it. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant show again. Yeah. And uh I'll see you on Sunday. You will see us Sunday. Listen, give us a big play up, Sky Blues, and we'll see you Sunday. Oh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night, best yet. Yeah, we'll be back, back Sunday night. Hopefully, yeah. three points in the bag from Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Take care, everyone. Play up, Sky Blues. Play up, Sky Blues. We've been Sky Blues yeah. TV. See you later. Ta-da. Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans.